the human body has fascinated me for many years. I'm sure that many of my listeners recall that I trained, a long time ago now, as a mime artist and performed this discipline all over the UK and occasionally in Europe. It's why it makes me the perfect candidate for radio. Being flexible, physically articulate and in good health was, and of course still is, essential for a performer. So when I heard that the work of Gunther von Hagen was back in London, I was determined to go and seek it out. As a trained mime and actor, I admire the beauty of physical motion and still imagery that our body can display. By that, of course, I'm talking about the skinned body. But what was actually going on underneath that sheath that protects us from the elements, that provides the strength to the limbs and gives us the power to achieve the many abilities that we can? What do the blood vessels really look like? How is the muscle structure layered across the skeletal frame? And how complex and fragile is the nerve system? It's something that we all take for granted, and it's only when you get a chance to take a long, hard look at the body, stripped down, like a car with all its component parts available for inspection, do you begin to realise just how incredible this lump of flesh and bone that we all carry about with us really is. I took Stanley, my son, he is an art student after all, and shot up to London to find out all about it. I've never been to the old Millennium Dome. It's now the London O2 venue, which is a fairly cool venue up here in London. Um, it is, of course, the same old uh, building that it ever was, this great big dome. And, but I've never been in here before. Stanley's with me. Have you ever been here before? This is the first time I've seen it in the flesh. In the flesh? In the flesh, oh, It is like a giant tent with a whole load of buildings and bits and pieces in there. Yeah, from the inside it's nice, but the yeah. outside isn't very lovely. But the ease of access, it's very easy to get to at North Greenwich on the Tube Station, on the Jubilee Line. We're here to see, effectively, a load of dead people that have had their skin stripped off, placed into very unusual um, positions. Now, it's obviously a lot more than just that. It's been in the news, it's an exhibition that travels around the world. A lot of people have seen it and a lot of people haven't and don't know. And of course, a lot of people are a little bit repelled by the fact these are real bodies. This is not anything artificial at all so um, I'm looking forward to it what about you I'm looking forward to it it's good. so what we've got to first of all do is find the box office we've come in now to the uh, the London O2 building and we're inside body worlds the exhibition and I'm with Simone Stella who's the communications manager who's very kindly let us have a little wander around at the exhibition. Hello Simone. Hi, how are you? <laughs> not too bad. Now this is um, very interesting for me um, because I've, I've not been to an exhibition like this. First of all, you've been here before in uh, Brick Lane uh, a while ago you brought the exhibition. That's correct. Body Worlds was first brought to London in 2002 and was shown in Brick Lane. Uh, it's since moved to the O2 and has been here since October last year. Oh right, oh, okay. Um, and you're here until August, so plenty of time for people to come along. Absolutely. We're here until the 23rd of August, so we're up you know, in our last three months. So I would advise anyone who hasn't seen it yet to get down to the O2 as soon as possible and buy some tickets. It's definitely a worthwhile experience. Now, some of my listeners have already told me when we were talking about this that was going up, they said, oh, yeah, I've been there. It's absolutely fantastic. And they've seen it in different parts of the world, and it has toured around in lots of different places, which is brilliant. Um, the, 
The interesting feature on this particular exhibition is it's um, all about the ages of uh, time, isn't it? The Body Worlds exhibitions have, seen, have been seen by 27 million people worldwide and have been shown in Asia, North America and Europe. But this particular exhibition in London is called The Mirror of Time and it's a special presentation on the human life cycle. So it shows the body from conception through to old age and explores the way in which the body changes throughout those different life cycles. So Stanley, we've been walking around the, uh, the exhibition here and looking at uh, these plastinates in their different guises from different ages from the little babies, which was quite creepy, really. It was, it's weird to think, one, that you were that small in that situation, but also that these tiny little things are, were real, live babies. It's really it's kind of freaky. And, um, and then as we sort of get round into the more... Um, humanoid formations um, because there's obviously lots of exhibits of different parts of the bodies and different parts showing the muscle groups and the bones and the, um, the joints which is very interesting and you just can't help thinking as you look at these things it's quite incredible that evolution has designed all this out of the environment that we're in and that there is no master plan to sort of come up with the, the human body it seems to have worked out very well, hasn't it? I mean, like you said earlier, it's weird that we haven't found any evidence of kind of prototypes of yeah, stuff that hasn't gone wrong. Yeah, exactly. Of like, you know, limbs which didn't work properly so much. It's plastination, plastination, and it was invented by Dr. Gunter von Hagens in 1977. The purpose of plastination was primarily to educate those studying medicine, um, but now it's obviously been extended to the wider population and communities around the world, and it's really aimed at educating them on how to look after their bodies, how to ensure they live a healthy lifestyle, and ways negative lifestyle choices such as smoking, drinking alcohol and obesity can affect one's life. And I should think a lot of people who come for the very first time, I mean, we've seen pictures of our bodies in books, but these are real bodies, these are real people who have donated their bodies to the exhibition. And you see a body, as I'm looking across here at um, a, a pregnant woman, and it, it just blows your mind away because... This is what is underneath the skin. The plastinates on display show the internal and external anatomy of the human body like no textbook can. And I think that that is probably the point of difference of this exhibition. Uh, it's unlike anything anyone will have seen before. And you can, you can walk around it, can't you? You get 365 degree view that you just, you only get in a book, a presented 2D version. Absolutely, we've got 200 plastinates on display here in a variety of positions. We also have individual specimens um, such as various organs including a blackened lung from a former smoker which shocks a lot of people to begin with and many people since seeing that have consequently given up smoking. Yeah, I think uh, it would, uh, luckily I'm not a smoker so, uh, but I should think anybody's realising that is the real effect because it's so easy to be told these things but unless you actually see it firsthand. You see all the different layers of the the muscle groups and the um, well, the whole thing wrapped around incredibly tightly. That you you suddenly think, it, how does it fit all the different organs in the body? Because there was one showing a heart of the the pregnant woman at the beginning, and I thought I thought the heart was much bigger. My perception of a heart, because it's so important, would would be much bigger. It looked 
titchy. Especially, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like a, some crazy, massive jigsaw puzzle with pieces that don't even look like they should go together. And, like with the um, the pregnant woman, the heart was tiny and the lungs were tiny, and the, the whole baby area was massive. I mean, whereas this, it just doesn't seem it doesn't make sense really. <laughs> it's not what you expect. Some people may be worried or concerned. Um, with this particular exhibition, because you've got the mirror of time, you're starting from um, the spark of conception with um, the beginning of life, as I can see in test tubes over there, and you've got displayed on here um, em embryos and different stages, 18 weeks or 19 weeks of these little babies, and then up to the pregnant woman that we can see there. How do they and they're real, aren't they? How do they get the consent to have those here? They are. All of the specimens on display are real. And there is something called the Institute for Plastination that has been set up by Dr Gunter von Hagens. Now, that's an institute whereby people can receive information about plastination and opt to donate their body to the Institute for Plastination, knowing full well that they will be plastinated when they pass. Right. And, of course, I imagine that the more that the exhibition is seen by people, it's given people that thought that maybe this would be something that would be something they could do with their bodies. I think it's definitely an alternative for people and, and one to think about. A lot of people have various reasons for doing it but the main reason I think is that they wish their life you know to be worth something yes. when they pass so they're actually giving something back by educating whether it not be medical students or the wider public about how to care for their body. And, and of course it's not life. necessarily healthy specimens that are particularly on the lookout for. Exactly no we have um, a range of specimens which show um, bodies through just stress or, or disease. We've got the black and longs on display. Yeah. We have um, some displays regarding Alzheimer's um, and, and showing the effects of that on the body as well as obesity. So people definitely get to understand the challenges that are faced by humans uh, from a physical point of view and ways they can overcome those. And what about um, the guy in the other corner away from us who has um, he's just hung, up, hung up his suit his, oh, he's holding birthday up his suit, his birthday suit, his skin, which apparently is the biggest organism in the body. Yeah, he's holding up his own skin. You, it's, it's, it's just, it's hard to explain really. It's yeah. just crazy. It's, it's just fascinating, really. I think the only thing that, um, that leaves me a little bit, um, I don't know, um, unsure is, of course, these are very dried uh, models, and of course, in real life there's a lot of fluid and there's a lot of water and I imagine that these muscles and things wouldn't necessarily look as dry as they are. No, they do look like uh, <coughs> they've been left out in the sun for a while, kind of, but I, I get, it doesn't look as as gory as you'd expect, I think yeah. mainly because of that dryness, but yeah, there's not as much kind of yes, blood. If they were fluids and stuff, I think it would be you know dripping on the floor, yeah, it would well, look yeah, very exactly. gory. It involves taking out the bodily fluids and soluble fats from a specimen and replacing them with plastic fluids. They're then hardened by gas, heat or light um, to, to see what, you, to basically come up with what you see today, which are the plastinates on display here. So do they... Um, this is a bit of a gory <laughs> question, but do they uh, position the bodies before they plastinate, or do they, once you've plastinated, you, is it set fairly uh, malleable that you can manipulate the bodies into different positions? Yeah, that comes later on in right. the process. Oh, okay, so because they may not know what they're going to do with them as 
once they've got the bodies anyway, I presume? I think they've always got plans and, and, and things in place. Um, it just depends, I guess, if, if this particular person had a disease, then they'll probably show that side of the body right. to educate people about that particular disease or disorder. It was interesting, we were looking at one particular guy who had one eye and it had an empty eye socket but it showed the muscles that held the eye and that was quite interesting, from, particularly from my perspective on the potential prospect of maybe having to have, to have a glass eye, you don't know, hoping not, that you just think, well how would you put a glass eye into the socket and yet still attach those muscles and make it be able to move left and right because you could see these four almost claw-like muscles that would clamp onto it. Yeah, like one of those um, cranes in <laughs> one of those uh, game cranes. It was, it's crazy how much t- like there was the um, small bones in your ear yeah. and there was some sculpt- some cutouts of the ear and all the tiny little bones. It's just crazy how complicated everything is and how, I don't know, how especially medical science does what it does really. You can certainly see how... Um, the advantage of students, medical students, studying these sort of um, this technology, this technique to preserve the bodies, really pays off because from pictures it would just be fairly bland and what have you. But here you're looking in scale, all round, and obviously if you're a if you're a medical student, you can poke about and play around with the actual physical body. We're not allowed to touch anything here, of course. Yeah, we're not medical students, unfortunately. We have a lot of schools that come through, we have a couple of schools every day and they range in ages from 11 upwards. So I think teachers are definitely recognising the educational merits of this. It can be relevant for people studying biology, PE, sport, education, anything related to the human body. Uh, But there is a fine line between education and art and I do see this as an artistic exhibition. Uh, I think it's very tasteful and I think that lends itself to some of the artistic poses that the plastinates are Um, Simone, thank you very much for giving us an introduction. Obviously, the best way for people to uh, appreciate it is to come along, and it's here until the 25th of August. The 23rd of August at the O2 North Greenwich in London. Easiest way to get here is on the Jubilee Line. That's how we got here. Excellent. (laughs) Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. It's crazy. That's all I have to say. Right. Well, we'll persevere with our little look round. You do need, certainly need a lot of time and a, a relaxed attitude to take it. Well, it's too much to take in on one visit, really. Mm. But it certainly opens your eyes. Definitely, my eyes have been quite truly opened. <laughs> <laughs>